What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Ghost Coast Podcast. Coming at you on a Thursday night. We're about two minutes from tip off. I mean, t- kickoff as the Steelers are facing the uh, Vikings here on prime time. Can Kirk Cousins pull it off? Who knows? Who knows? We'll make our bets real quick because honestly, we don't know what's going on right now. I got the Steelers coming out with it. I think TJ Watts can continue his defensive player of the year performance. And I think it's going to be a good game. What about you guys? Uh, me too. Man, I mean, ass. yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The Vikings are weird. Like they'll lose to the Lions and then they'll like compete with like a good team. So I don't know. They have the offense to do it, but hey, see. One I mean, thing. Go ahead. the only other team the Lions didn't beat, the only other team or that didn't lose to the Lions, the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, you guys are talking about it, Carson. Big upset this week. Carson and I both hit on her hot takes at the end of last episode. I said that run game was going to struggle, which it sort of did, but I said that they're going to come out with the dub. I was super nervous because it came down to Jerry Goff having to make a pass to win the game. It's a Monroe St. Brown. Uh, oh, he's been under the radar this season. He's been doing pretty decent in fantasy these last couple of weeks. Uh, catches it on a curl route uh, right at the edge of the end zone, and uh, the Lions walk away with the dub. I mean, doesn't really mean much. Uh, they probably should – I mean, if there's anything going on there, hopefully they can still get that first overall pick. And who knows right now? Is it Hutchinson? Is it Thibodeau? We don't know. Uh, Hutchinson could find himself winning a Heisman, uh, I believe, this Saturday when they announce the winners. So crazy to see. But um, we're going to do some quick review of last week, and then we're going to talk about this week uh, and some stuff we're looking forward to. So one of the games I need to highlight is Seattle Seahawks beating the San Francisco 49ers 30-23. Uh, prayers up to Trenton uh, Cannon as he went down with a, a gruesome injury, but it seems like he is okay, stable in the hospital. But, uh, yeah, George Kittle, a monster game, tight end one in fantasy this week with almost 40 points. But um, I got to ask you guys, I mean, this, this win doesn't really mean much for Seattle at all, right? We think Seattle still got to rebuild this offseason. I'll start off with Jose. Oh, yeah. Seattle, man, the first move they got to make this offseason is fire Joe Byron, a.k.a. Pete Carroll. That man, that man's gone. Like, I don't give a fuck. You can blame it on Russ. You can blame it on whoever you want to blame it. It's It's been going on for, like, back-to-back-to-back seasons now. Like, this team is way too talented offensively to be this incompetent. It's It's got to be Pete Carroll. Like, he's got to be out. Carson, I know we talked about this earlier in last podcast, but what would you say? Yeah, I mean, trade Russ. Um, I saw I saw one thing about like Russ, like won't uh, you know he won't go through with his no trade clause unless it's like three specific teams. But I mean, we kind of knew that from the off season. Um, man, yeah, I mean Pete Carroll or you know any of their coordinators. I mean, they're just done. I mean, honestly, it's it's really crazy like the parallels that they have like with the Trailblazers. I think the Trailblazers are in a a very similar situation where their their star player is you know not playing as he has been the last couple of years. The team around him, he's still okay, but not really that great. And uh, you know, two disgruntled stars. You know, really nothing left. I mean, their windows. I mean, the Seahawks window, the Trailblazers. You know, if they even really had a window, but both teams' windows have really closed in terms of just playoff championship contention. I think it's time for a shakeup because. You know, also like the Blazers, they don't really have that many assets. They threw a lot in to get Jamal Adams. And, you know, Russ and DK are the two most valuable assets. And I don't I don't necessarily think they're going to give up DK. So I think it has to be Russ. And I don't even know if they'll get any. I think Pete Carroll signed for 
another like few years. So I mean, we'll see. They, sh- they really should get rid of him. I agree with Jose. I don't know if it'll happen. I think Russ getting traded might be more likely. But I mean, just getting in this game, like, well, oh my God, what a shit show! I mean, three turnovers each. It was just such a mess. I mean, the Niners really needed this game. The Seahawks didn't, and just it was a weird, a wonky, wonky game. I mean, it was like one play was a turnover. Next play was a six yard bomb down the seam. A Kittle was just like, oh my gosh, what, what is going on? This is like Madden, like arcade football. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like you were talking about with Russell Wilson, I think you got to owe it to him. If he wants to go to three specific teams, I mean, honestly, he's no trade clause. Make him go to the team that he wants to. He gave you a Super Bowl. He's the best quarterback in your team's history. He fully deserves whatever he wants to have. And I think if you just continue to wait, you're just going to have a demise of a roster where Wilson's going to have either he's going to leave in free agency or he's going to have no trade value. Uh, Bobby Wagner, get like a third round pick or a fourth round pick from him while you can, because an aging linebacker isn't going to get you a ton. Jamal Adams got to go. He's known for being the safety that can get there uh, from the box to the quarterback. He had zero sacks uh, to finish this season as he ends the season on IR. Um, just, just not a good, not a good sign for these Seattle Seahawks, but continuing going forward, we see Kyler Murray finally making his return for the Arizona Cardinals uh, against the bears uh, going out there and showing that he's still the guy that should make uh, a case for the most valuable player award, which is what I want to ask you guys. Uh, We we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but things have shaken up. Um, Where do you guys stand on this MVP race? Cause I think it's still kind of ups in the airs and Carson, I'll start off with you. Oh, man. I mean, there isn't to me, there isn't really a race like every guy that like is in like this pool of, you know, potential like MVPs, like everyone has like a case against them. I mean, like we can start with Kyler. I mean, Kyler's probably had the best season out of everyone, but he's you know he was out like a month. I mean, Stafford, you know, they you know lost the Titans without Henry. He's looked really bad the last, you know, last month. I mean, he looked it was terrible in November. Uh, you know, Mahomes, you know, started off slow. Lamar, uh, you know, lost the Dolphins, you know, hasn't played well the last couple of weeks, uh, kind of like Stafford. Um, to be honest, I mean, the one that I think the, the player that really probably deserves the most consideration is Aaron Rodgers, but that, that probably won't happen because of all the, the shit he's been going, you know, he's been doing this, uh, this year. So I don't know. I don't really see it as a race just because there's not really one clear cut favorite. Everyone kind of has their, uh, has their like little kryptonite or you know their little bad uh, spots on their resume this year? But I would say if Kyler, um, if Kyler can you know get them, if he you know keeps playing like this throughout the rest of the season, I mean we still have you know what four more weeks now, four or five mm-hmm. weeks. Um, if he can finish strong and you know they finish with the one seed, I think you know whoever votes could uh could put that month of injury to the side and probably give it to him. So I'll probably go with him or Rogers to be honest. Yeah. Um, oh wait. Oh, we forgot. We forgot Brady. I can't believe yeah. I forgot Brady. We gotta throw Brady in there too. He but even I mean he, you know, he had two really bad games against you know, the Saints and the football team. So uh I say probably those three, but it's still a little wonky. Wonky it's race. Very strong parallel to the Heisman race this year, where I think there's no clear-cut guy because every guy either it's the Heisman race this year or it's the race for MVP has a blemish on their record. And Jose, I'll hit back to you because I know. Earlier in the season, you said Dak Prescott's going to take this award, but um, do you still stand in that, or you got a different guy you're going to think about now? Dak, Dak has low-key fallen off a bit statistically. I still think he's been, you know, a great leader for our team and has done his job to the best of his ability. I mean, he lost, you know, his top two, three receivers for 
couple games. Um, but I think this next week is going to be kind of crucial for the MVP race. I mean, we got Stafford facing off against Kyler Murray uh, in a huge, huge divisional game here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the win- I mean, the loser of that game, I would say, we could say, you know, is knocked out of the race at that point. So whether it'll be Kyler or Stafford. Um, Brady currently the, a heavy favorite at plus 150 to win the MVP, which, I mean, the voters fatigue in me really wants to take it away from him, but he's been, he has been phenomenal this season. Um, and the second favorite is Josh Allen, who we just saw get absolutely battered on. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second, but um, I'll just say yeah. my pick real quick. I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. I think if it's going to be a running back year to win it, uh, he's got the numbers. He already has 18 total touchdowns over, uh, I believe, 1,400 total scrimmage yards. Uh, this man's been an absolute monster. I think if he goes like 22 touchdowns, which is very feasible for him at this point, um, and if he gets over 2,000 scrimmage yards, I think this might be a year where you got to give it to him because he's just been so dominant. Uh, we've seen the way he's run. I mean, the only thing that people might vote against is, you know, we give him this, it looks bad because Derrick Henry had a better statistical season and didn't receive one. But I mean, it is wait. Okay, let me ask you this though where in the playoff picture do the Colts have to get for that to happen? Because I agree with you. I think, like, if any year it's going to go to a dominant running back like Taylor, I think it would be this year with all the blemishes that we already mentioned. But, like, where do they have like, do they just have to get to the playoffs? Do they have to win the division? Do they have to be like a top four or five seed? I think six, six or five. They, they, if it's seven, because that would be a squeeze in the AFC. Um, no, but I think six, I think you can give it to them. If they, if they get in there by like more than a game, like a game or more, I think you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, let's look at, let's see. What is the playoff picture? I still think they could, could win the division. I mean, they're, Two games back of the Titans, I believe, uh, with four games to go. I mean, I think they can do it. The Titans definitely like. Oh, the Titans look bad. Yeah, there's there's no. I mean, they're right there. I mean, there's seven and six, and then there's three teams. The, the five, six, and seven in the AFC are all seven and five. So. Yeah. Hey, yo, tickets for the Titans versus Houston in Week 18 starting at 15 bucks. Hey. <laughs> I'll pull up, get the, give, us, give us those press passes. But, um, hey, moving on from MVP, a guy that, I don't know, is he turning into a star because he threw three passes this game? It's Mac Jones uh, with <laughs> the least amount of passes attempted since, I believe, the Bills in 1976, like, which is insane to see. Um, they ran all over them. I believe over 45 rushing attempts. We um, saw Damian Harris exit the game early, but uh, left his mark with a long touchdown run. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson got a huge load of carries of 24. Uh, we saw wide receivers getting work in the receiving, I mean, the run game, uh, tight ends. Um, the one catch, though, that was nice, though, was the one John o. Smith catch that he had where he kind of went up there and uh, caught it. But otherwise, this game was just, you know. One of the two catches. It was just a really meh game. It was as simple as it is. I mean, unless you're going for defense in extremely windy environments, the kind of stuff you like. Um, it wasn't really something, you know, that was gluing you to the TV. As much as I watched that entire game, uh, just two sacks on the day, uh, zero sacks for Buffalo Bills in total. But, um, I mean, we got to talk about this. The, the now New England Patriots sit at number one in the AFC. Uh, didn't take long for them to come around in this rebuild after having a year of Cam Newton. So, um, I got to ask you guys, 
Uh, do you think when it comes playoff time that you can see the Patriots, you know, at least make a run to the AFC championship or is it just the regular season, season dominance? And Jose, I'll start with you. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think they have a chance, you know, to make a really deep playoff run. I mean, this team, it's, it's Belichick's, like, it's Belichick's pawns at the end of the day. Like, they're going to play the way that they need to play to win the game. And with, if that means throwing three pass attempts and running the ball 50 times in a game, then that's what they're going to do, and that's how they're going to get the win. Like, they really do not care at all. Um, and, I mean, I think because of that, Mac Jones right now is my rookie of the year pick. Jamar yeah. Chase has low-key fallen off, hasn't had a 100-yard game since week seven. Yeah, that's not good as we're heading into the week 14 of this week. So Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones has the best record of any rookie. He's leading this Patriots team who everyone thought would be a bottom feeder in this AFC East. We, we're watching him become molded into the next great Patriots QB, you know, right before I it's happening. Yeah. Um, and then, Carson, I kind of got a different question to ask you. Uh, a team in the Buffalo Bills that has not really been that great this year. Uh, let's look at their wins that they've walked away with. Uh, two wins against the Dolphins uh, before they started this massive win streak. A win against the Washington football team that's on the verge of a playoff push. Uh, a Texans win. A Chiefs win that the Chiefs hadn't turned it around yet. And then uh, the Jets and the Saints who are just bad teams at this point in the season. And then their losses, Steelers, Titans, Jaguars, Colts, and Patriots, they have not really beat us a team of, team of any significance this year. Um, they've been praised this season for being one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, I was fortunately losing Tredavious Wright this last week. Uh, do you think this team is fraudulent? Because I am at the point where I think they're kind of a fraud team. Um, yeah, I do as well. I mean, I still, you know, they have, they still have so much talent and they were so close last year that if they were able to, you know, make it through. I still wouldn't be surprised, but I definitely don't really trust them the same way that I thought I might, you know, heading into this season or, you know, or la over the course of the season last year. Um, because I mean, you know, this game, you know, really showed it, you know, this game, the, the Colts game, like you can run the ball on the bills. Uh, if you, you know, you just you know keep the ball away from Josh Allen. Even if you know, even if you give it to him, you still you know Josh Allen definitely has reverted back to you know kind of the uh, uh, you know the scattered you know kind of a little bit rushed you know very turnover prone version of Josh Allen we saw in his first couple of seasons. He's not as crisp and not as accurate as he was last season. Um, and yeah, you can, if you if you're able to just run the ball like you know Patriots Colts. Uh, you know, they, you, they, we've shown, you know, the, there's teams that have shown a blueprint of how to beat these guys. And uh, yeah, hundred percent, because I mean, you know, they just lost Javis White, you know, arguably their best player on defense. Their, you know, their run game is, you know, virtually non-existent. And, you know, if you, if you don't really have a run game, you know, late in the year, late in the playoffs when it's super cold in a game like this, I mean, this game was really extreme, but, and, you know, in similar weather conditions where it's super cold, where the run game will be necessary. They just don't really have that. And when you have to rely on Josh Allen, you're not really sure what you're going to get. Um, so, yeah, I 100% agree. Um, they have the talent, but they definitely do have some weaknesses to the point where it's like, I, I, I'm not sure. And I, I see I see the record is yeah, definitely a little fraudulent because you went through their wins. I mean, I mean, first of all, they lost to the Jags. And second of all, all their wins seem a little, a little superficial to me. Yeah, I, I think when you're talking about the run game, I saw someone talk about it. I don't care if it's in the first round. 
go there and draft Kenneth Walker from uh, Mississippi. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, Michigan State, the best running back in the class. He showed extreme um, abilities this season. Should have been a Heisman finalist. Unfortunately, he did not get there. But they need some guy. Do what the Steelers did. As sometimes people might judge you for taking a running back in the first round. If you get to get a guy, even if you get five years out of him where you can run him in the ground and then he just like can't do it anymore. It's going to be good to take advantage of the prime years of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and all those guys in your team. Sure. So you got to do it or go out there and pay money to a guy. As stupid as it sounds, it's the huge weakness on their team that doesn't allow for them, to, you know, because they can't couldn't go at it the same way the Patriots were. They had to throw the ball because they couldn't simply just run like read options with uh, Josh Allen and Devin Singletary. Matt Breida has been good, but Matt Breida just isn't that great of a running back when it comes down to the day. They need a guy that can be a dog for them out there. And they haven't really had one since what? Like Shady McCoy when he was kind of washed when he was there last time. It's just yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't almost like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, that's enough though I mean, for uh, last week. Okay. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. Buffalo's got, Buffalo's got Tampa Bay this week. If you're not able to win this game or at least keep it close, like I'm Red hitting fly. the panic all day because they've got yeah, Indiana. Yeah. I mean, Vegas. They got Miami on the ass. Miami. Oh, it's in Tampa Bay, too. So, I mean, it's, you know, the cold weather will not be a, an excuse. Uh, yeah. And then, the, yeah, you said they face the Panthers. They face the Patriots again. They face the Falcons, who could put up some points against them. I mean, they should beat the Jets in their last week of the season, but. It's not looking good for them so far. They got to find a way to turn it around. It's going to suck because this season they probably will lose. I mean, is Brian Dable? He might not even get a job now after he's looked so bad this season with his offense. So uh, we'll have to see. But uh, like I said, let's head into uh, next this current slate of games. Um, looking at week 14, some ones I want to point out. Uh, we got the Ravens going against the Browns. Browns hosting the Ravens. Um, it's a must-win game, uh, I think, for the Ravens at this point. I think the Browns, it's just not looking pretty. I think there's gonna, they're ahead into this offseason with a lot of issues. I think they're going to end up towards the record of the Seahawks at this point, the way the Browns have been playing. Uh, currently, Cleveland is the favorite in this game, minus two and a half. But if I'm a betting man, I'm taking that plus two and a half. I don't know about you guys. But uh, what do you guys think? The Ravens coming off, uh, just dating back real quick, the Ravens unable to convert on a two-point attempt to try and win the game. At the end of it, Mark Andrews bobbles the catch. Uh, do we think the Ravens really got to prove something after losing Marlon Humphrey uh, for the year, meaning their number one and number two corners who uh, are the most valuable guys on that defense going out for the year? Carson, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens are, I think the Ravens are a little bit similar to the Bills where, I mean, if you look at the wins, I mean, they have, you know, basically three 50-50 wins. I mean, you look at the Chiefs early on in the year, the Lions game with, you know, just the fact that they have, you know, the greatest kicker we've probably ever seen and Justin Tucker, you know, hit a massive, massive field goal. And then also the Colts game that went into overtime. Um, you know, so three 50-50 wins that could have gone either way. And then, um, you know, Bears game as well. Uh, and I mean, to be fair, that Steelers game, they really should have won. I mean, that that was just like, they had it. I mean, if you literally like, I, I don't know who you put the blame on. I would probably put it more on Andrews than Lamar, but just like, it's just such a simple play. They had, they had the two point conversion. It was just about executing and they didn't get it, but they just had, you know, they've had so many injuries and I think, you know, realistically, I don't really see them as an actual contender just with just on the sad fact that they've just lost so many valuable players. 
but I, I still wouldn't put it past Lamar to, you know, rally the troops and just, you know, push forward through. It's just, you know, he has the talent. It just, I, I'm not sure if his supporting cast is there right now, just with all the injuries and it, it, it sucks, but that, that's just the sad truth. So I, I kind of see them as pretenders as well, but that, yeah, definitely a massive game. And then the Browns, I mean, you know, like Baker's future. Like, I don't even know if I want to see Baker back next year, to be honest. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they could get someone for much cheaper that is probably just as good, if not better, than what he does. And, you know, he's going to be – he's going to ask for a lot of money. And I think if the Browns do that, then they'll – because they've been so good. They haven't they haven't been the Browns the last couple of years. They've been a, a really solid NFL franchise. And I think if they give Baker a ton of money, that will just be reverting back to, like, the old ways of the Browns for the – the rest of the, the Browns' career. Yeah, I just hope he's been confident enough to notice that. Jose, do you want to add anything on to the situation in Baltimore or Cleveland? Uh, I just – I mean, overall, I think they've overachieved this season, given their circumstances. Yeah. Like, yeah. They've definitely overachieved. And, like, it's nothing to be, you know, ashamed about. Like, I think they've still had a good season. Lamar, as, you know, all the talk that the league has figured him out has still continued to ball um, – so I, I think you take, you know, you take your wins, you take your losses and you come back next season. Um, but obviously there's still, you know, you still gotta, you still gotta put it, leave it all out there. Uh, yeah. Um, otherwise though, uh, we already talked about uh, the Bills Bucks game. I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus three and a half in that. Uh, I think they're going to win by like 14 points in that. Uh, and then we talked about the Rams Cardinals games, Cardinals being favored at home, but uh, two games we want to talk about uh, our two favorite teams here on the podcast. Jose, you guys got a huge divisional matchup heading into Washington mm-hmm. this week. You've got, you got a hot team, though. You're facing a hot team with a running back that's really making a turnaround uh, for his season, at least fantasy-wise and rushing-wise. He's been one of the most efficient rushers in the league this year, Antonio Gibson, uh, at just about 800 yards, uh, I think eclipsing the top uh, 10 in rushers in the league. Um, surely this isn't the Washington defense that we expected this season, but uh, this offense could be turning it around. And uh, – Jose, uh, you know, favorite at four and a half with the Cowboys. Uh, are we thinking this team uh, just exerts their dominance and uh, makes a bigger gap for themselves with this NFC uh, East lead? I really, I'm really not worried too much about the Washington football team. As hot as they've been, I mean, they haven't really dominated offensively, I would say, uh, any of the teams. And the Cowboys, like, will they be able to keep up with our offense is the question. I mean, we are now back at full strength. We got Tyron Smith. We got CeeDee Lamb. We got Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup. I mean, we just saw our offense unfold the play against the Saints in New Orleans. I think they should be more worried about whether they can stop us. Um, because if we, if we if we have to go on a shootout, we will. And I fully believe we would win that every, yeah. every single we just got to hope those questionables and Micah Parsons and Tony Pollard flip because I think Tony Pollard's the X factor of this offense, the way he's been this year. Uh, and Micah Parsons, definitely a guy that's a defensive player of the year candidate, the way he's been pressuring the quarterback. Given, given signs of a young DeMarcus Ware out there in Dallas, but Carson, um, I'll, well, I'll, we'll ignore the Cowboys here and I want to head over. Uh, we're going to Paul Brown Stadium this weekend. Oh. Wait, real quick though, we'll get to that. I, I got a question for y'all. Where is he playing next year? They can't afford to not – they got to keep him. I don't think they can afford to oh. get rid of him. Yeah. I think this the the, the, the carry is – the carries, like this touch share, I think it's going to be more even. Sure. 
they restructured Pollard. Pollard's really played himself into like deserving of like starting like a starting role, like a substantial. But then you know, I don't know, like I don't know if Pollard's just really great in his you know the role that he gets, or I don't know if he would you know not play as well in an expanded role. Who, who knows? I mean, it's a massive contract. He'll restructure his contract. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, hopefully it happens. Hopefully it happens. Well, then but, he can um, stay with the Cowboys because I really do think he likes being here. Yeah, I think it's good to have the the switch between the guys. More of a power back now these days versus a extremely uh, fast, quick back in Pollard. But Carson, like I was talking about, we're heading in the Paul yeah. Brown Stadium, uh, a team in Cincinnati who just got blown out by Justin Herbert and the Chargers last week, looking for some vengeance against a 49ers team that is sort of banged up. Uh, currently looking at it right now, Debo Samuel is questionable to return. Uh, we obviously, we've seen George Kittle doing well, but uh, Mixon is currently questionable. Burrow is questionable and Higgins is questionable. I'm assuming those guys are going to come back around, but um, line currently set at, uh, where was that? Oh, at one and a half with the Niners winning this game. But um, I think it's an extremely crucial game for both sides. You know, you saw the Bengals get beat by an AFC competitor that's about in their range in the Chargers this season who blew the hell out of the water out of them. Um, and then the Niners coming off a disappointing loss in Seattle. Um, who needs this game more, Carson? That's a great question. I, um, hmm. I, think, the, I think the Niners do. I think the Niners do because – I think there's a little bit more wiggle room in the ASD than there is in the NFC. I think the NFC, uh, you know, the Niners are really kind of stuck. They're really, all, they're really only option for the Niners would be like probably like the last couple seeds because I think you know, you know, Green Bay, uh, Rams, Cowboys, and then the uh, Cardinals. You know, those four um, have definitely you know kind of solidified their spot. Niners are down the dumps. Bengals, I mean, they're with a three-way tie with three teams, and you know the, the teams above them are pretty close. So definitely, I think the 49ers. I'm really excited for this game. Um, just it's going to be like, hopefully not as sloppy, but kind of similar to you know last week's game against the Seahawks, which is like a, a crazy back and forth, a, a bunch of wild events. You know, and I, I'm excited, but I would definitely say the Niners for sure. Bengals have a little bit more leeway in their AFC uh, picture. Yeah. Um, just one more thing I got to mention because we do got to head out here. We got some stuff to talk about. We were talking about the AFC playoff race, and real quick, Buffalo currently sits at the seventh spot, which is pretty crazy because they That's lose. Insane. They go out there, they lose in Tampa Bay, like I expect them to. Uh, the win from the Steelers tonight could put them above them, and a win from Indianapolis this week. Could, I mean, Indianapolis, what next week could put them above them. Uh, it's interesting situation out there, but it looks like the Chargers and the Bengals are pretty poised. Uh, to be in that five six range. Um, otherwise, though, there's a ton of stuff going on. Um, we'll be back at you next week. We may have to start talking some NBA because there's a lot of guys hooping out there. Uh, some guys, some boy in South Beach, Tyler Hero, finally turning a season around, looking like he's yeah. on the way to a six man season. Uh, we'll get to the NBA soon because it's been a really good season so far. And hey, I think we definitely got to come back. We'll definitely have to have a video when we had the Warriors and their star Clay Thompson return from injury, which is looking like it's coming sooner and sooner. A Christmas present for us Warriors fans. But without further ado, this has been Coast to Coast Podcast. Everyone enjoy your Thursday night. Take care. Peace.